Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. What is joy? When the New Testament writers use the word, what they are referring to is delight, cheerfulness, or a calm gladness. Joy is a settled frame of mind and a fixed orientation of the heart. It is a solid state of contentment and confidence. So, joy is not something superficial and external. It is not just a happy demeanor or a smiling face. Joy is something that is deep within, is not fickle, and does not leave quickly. This is so because for the Christian, their source of joy is God himself who fills his children with joy. Romans 15.13 Now how is joy different from happiness? Happiness is a human emotion that any person can experience without God. Happiness is something superficial that is typically contingent on situations or other people. You hear good news, you're happy. You hear bad news, and the happiness goes away. In modernity, many people are happy but have no joy because they are on the fast track to hell. Consequently, a Christian could have every reason to be unhappy based on their situation, but be full of joy because they know God is 100% for them and will work out all things for good. Romans 8.28 A Christian can be full of joy, yet have a face full of tears. This is what James was alluding to when he wrote in James chapter 1 verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials. Only the Christian can have genuine spiritual joy because they know in eternity future all the bad will turn out for good and all the good will turn into permanent heavenly bliss. Galatians 5.22 tells us that joy is a fruit of the Spirit and one of the many gifts that the Holy Spirit graces to us through sanctification. So how does a Christian improve their joy? Well, because joy is a fruit of the Spirit, the source of joy is God. No one can fake joy or produce it by themselves. Accordingly, with a focus on Christ, we are intentional about intimacy with the Spirit who cultivates spiritual fruit in our lives. The specific means God has provided to cultivate joy are His Word, prayer, and meditation on His promises. The person who effectively uses these means trusts in the God who ordained them. Additionally, Colossians 1 verses 11 and 12 tell us something interesting, that joy has specific ingredients. Yes, joy is a fruit, but the tree that produces the fruit of joy takes root in particular soil. That soil has two crucial ingredients, perseverance and patience. You cannot have joy without these two crucial ingredients. I will unpack and explain this point in what follows. As I said, our focus will be on Colossians 1 verses 11 and 12, but let's back up and start at verse 9. So, Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 12 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard about it, have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, 
for the attaining of all perseverance and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Paul begins this text by saying, for this reason also, since the day we heard about it. What's the reason? What did we hear about? The apostle is referring to what he said in verses 3 and 4. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. In other words, Paul heard about the true faith of the Colossians, and because of their faith, Paul is praying for them. And what is Paul specifically praying for? He tells us in verses 9 to 10. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In short, Paul is praying that their inward faith will be outwardly fruitful, manifesting in wisdom, a holy life, and spiritual fruit. Paul then continues in verses 11 to 12 to tell us about his prayer requests. These are the verses where we will focus the rest of our attention. The apostle says, Strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all perseverance and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. According to the logic of these verses, the apostle prays that God will strengthen the Colossians. Why? Because they are weak and need strength, just like all Christians are weak in themselves, but are strengthened by God. And what will people who are strengthened, what will they obtain? Perseverance and patience. And for the strengthened person who obtains perseverance and patience, what will their life look like? They will have joy and cheerfully give thanks to the Father. That's what verse 12 says. So, what Colossians 1, 11 and 12 tells us is that divine power begets perseverance and patience, and perseverance and patience beget joyful thanksgiving. The crucial lesson to understand here, then, is that God has provided an open door so that His children may look to Him and receive joy, but joy grows in the soil of perseverance and patience. Now, before I go any further, let me ensure you have a solid biblical understanding of what perseverance and patience are. First, perseverance. Perseverance can also be translated long-suffering or literally long-tempered. Long-suffering is thus the opposite of short-tempered. According to Vine's complete expository dictionary, quote, Perseverance is that quality of self-restraint in the face of provocation which does not hastily retaliate or promptly punish. It is the opposite of anger, is associated with mercy, and is used of God. Exodus 34.6 Perseverance can loosely be thought of as being able to bear other people, specifically the sins they commit against you. The person with perseverance suffers long and does not respond to sin with sin. The perfect example of one who is long-suffering is God, who, each and every moment, bears the stinking heap of countless abominations committed against him. God does not lash out in an uncontrolled rage because he is long-suffering. 
In contrast, the one who does not bear being sinned against is quick to anger because they are thinking about themselves and how they have been wronged. They want something, whether it be vengeance, compensation, or an apology, and their short suffering will not be quenched until all their demands are satisfied. No one needs a lesson in short suffering because that's how we tend to respond by our fallen human nature. No person has perseverance naturally, which is why it must come from God. Furthermore, the closer a Christian gets to the Lord, the more they appreciate that if God was as short-tempered and easily offended as we are, salvation would not exist, and the story of humanity would have ended in Genesis 3 after Adam's fall. So, perseverance is the first crucial ingredient to joy. Now we move on to the second, which is patience. The Greek word for patience can also be translated endurance. Patience refers to the ability to passively remain under something like affliction, persecution, incident to service in the gospel, a God-ordained chastisement, or undeserved affliction. Patience can also refer to actively persisting in well-doing. Patience can be loosely thought of as remaining under situations or things, as opposed to perseverance, which is bearing other people. It's crucial not to miss that patience only grows under trials. James 1.3 says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. An impatient Christian is thus merely an untested Christian. No one ever learns patience unless they have to wait for or endure something. Again, according to Vines, quote, Patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances or succumb under trial. It is the opposite of despondency and is associated with hope. End quote. Now, if I've explained perseverance and patience properly, it should make perfect sense why they are the crucial ingredients of joy. They are both focused on God, who is an eternal and overflowing fountain of joy. Hence, the only way a person can have legitimate delight with a settled frame of mind and a fixed orientation of the heart is if they are fixed on something that is fixed and a reliable source of hope. Joy is never situation-grounded or self-grounded. It is always God-grounded, and that God-centeredness will prove to be the most resilient in times of trial. Neither perseverance nor patience are focused on the self, whose heart is a black hole of never-ending dissatisfaction. It's no wonder, then, why joy-less people tend to also be angry, bitter, and vindictive. Their focus is on the person in the mirror. They keep looking within to get what they want, but end up empty-handed, leaving them more frustrated. The person who has perseverance and patience has joy because in all things and despite all things, God remains sovereign, good, faithful, kind, imminent, and will keep his own until the end. God has put eternity in our heart, so the only one who can satisfy our heart is the eternal God. In Colossians 1.11, there is a reason why the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Colossae, that they would be built up by divine power. The Apostle writes, For this reason also we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all perseverance and patience. Consequently, the person who has perseverance and patience is who they are because they have been strengthened by God. 
The joyful person is thus characterized by inner strength. Contrast this to the joyless person who is characterized by inner weakness. They lack perseverance, are quickly frustrated, and retaliate even faster. They are also impatient and quick to quit when things get tough. Because the joyless, impatient person is inwardly weak, they are dependent on external provisions to support their fragile hearts. Like other people that must respond in pre-selected ways, like schedules that have to be followed down to the minute, or like circumstances that must bend to their desires. If those external supports do not comply, their response is rage. Truly, they do not appear to be weak when they unleash their wrath with zealous outbursts, convicting threats and harsh criticisms of the offenders who cross them. But all that hullabaloo masks weakness. Lashing out is easy and demands very little inner strength of character. However, perseverance and patience demand tremendous inner strength that will continually look to God for acceptance and love despite rejection and ridicule from others. That strength will also nudge them forward even when the challenges seem insurmountable. This is why God must strengthen us so that we can respond like Christ and not merely react with our flesh. To reiterate the central point of this episode, while joy is a fruit of the Spirit, joy's crucial ingredients are number one, perseverance, and number two, patience. Therefore, do not expect joy without seeking both perseverance and patience. And do not seek perseverance and patience without the strengthening of Yahweh. As with everything else in our Christian life, our strength comes from God. This brings us back to the beginning of our scripture focus, Colossians 1.9. The Apostle Paul was praying for the Colossians. Specifically, he was asking God to empower them with the perseverance and patience that the Christian life requires. Yes, strengthening with perseverance and patience is according to God's glorious might, but the apostle doesn't mean that it takes just divine power to make a person long-suffering and patient. What the apostle does mean is that faith is the conduit through which God's power for perseverance and patience flows to us. The Holy Spirit causes all Christians to be spiritually fruitful through hearing with faith. Galatians 3.5 Prayer is the most tangible expression of faith. Thus, those who sincerely trust God will cry out to Him, and the Lord is faithful to respond with His divine power. Those who trust the Lord find joy because the closer a person is to God, the more and more satisfied they are in Him. That deep inward satisfaction overflows as joyous gratitude. You see, the joyful person is also a deeply thankful person. They are thankful about all the wonderful things God has already given to His own, like salvation, the sanctification of the Spirit, and a heavenly inheritance that will endure forever. Are you not thankful that God has already gifted you the most valuable treasure of all time? I will end this episode with two quotes on joy from the late Charles Haddon Spurgeon. The first, quote, God has ordained it so that a spiritual man is wretched without the love of God in his heart. If you and I want present happiness without God, we had better be sinners outright and live upon this world than try to be happy in religion without communion with Jesus. Present happiness for a genuine Christian in the absence of Christ is an absolute impossibility. 
We must have God, or we are of all men most miserable. End quote. And the second quote. Let the soul obey God, let it be holy, pure, gracious, then it is happy and truly living. But a soul sundered from God is a soul blasted, killed, destroyed. It exists in a dreadful death. All its true peace, dignity, and glory are gone. It is a hideous ruin, the mere corpse of manhood. The new life brings us near to God, makes us think of Him, makes us love Him, and ultimately makes us like Him. My brethren, it is in proportion as you get near to God that you enter into the full enjoyment of life, that life which Jesus Christ gives you and which Jesus Christ preserves in you. In His favor is life. Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. End quote. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.